Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, it's Thomas Party. Welcome to this edition of Arsenal Audio Match Day Program. Arsenal vs. Fulham. Saturday, August the 27th, 2022. Kickoff, 5.30pm. The contents. Captain's notes. Around Arsenal. Sustainability. Player feature. Emil Smith-Rowe. Community voice. Arsenal women. Academy Young Gun. Around the Academy. Visitors Fulham. Match Action. Arsenal vs Leicester City. Match Action. AFC Bournemouth vs Arsenal. And Teams. Martin Odegaard. Captain's Notes. We felt really good on the pitch in the last few games and it was the same against Bournemouth last weekend. Especially in the first half, I felt like we dominated the game from the start, and these kinds of games can be hard as well. When you play away early in the season, against a newly promoted side at a tight stadium, it can be tricky, but I think we did really well to control the game. We took control of the ball from the start, and we were aggressive out of possession too. We won the ball back quickly, and that meant we could basically just attack all the time in the first half. I would say that the first half was nearly perfect for us. And then in the second half, we let them back into the game a little bit. But still I think we defended well when they did get into the box. Then we got the third goal that killed it off. And we could have scored more too, so overall it was a really good performance. I was a bit frustrated with myself after the Palace game, when I should have done better in front of goal. And as I've said before, that's an area I want to improve. So it was good to get a couple of goals against Bournemouth. I've been waiting a bit to get that first goal and to get two so early on was brilliant for me and it helped the team to get another win as well so I was really pleased. In my last notes I spoke about the connection I'm building on the pitch with Gabriel Jesus and I think you saw that in the second half. It's a shame his goal was disallowed for offside because it looked really close. In fact when I saw the replay I still don't think it was offside. It would have been a great goal by him. I felt like I owed him the assist though after the second goal when I took the shot in front of him so hopefully I can give him one back today. What a goal it was for William Saliba too. He was telling us that he used to be a forward when he was a kid and you can see that with the way he finished with his left foot. What a great finish. I don't think anyone expected it to be honest. If you've seen Alex Zinchenko's reaction when it goes in 
and that says it all. But it was a great goal, and overall he played so well in the game again. Another top performance from him, and it's great to see him respond like that after the Leicester game when he scored an own goal. He showed great character to do that. He's been amazing for us so far, and the defence as a whole unit have been really strong. I know the supporters are getting behind him too. We could hear the chants through the game, of course, and we played that song in the dressing room after the game, and then on the bus on the way home as well. That song is a favourite already. But for me, what was more impressive from our supporters was the way you all got behind William in the Leicester game. The reaction in the stadium to his own goal was just amazing. It really was. I've never seen something like that before in football. It shows the connection we have with the fans right now, even in difficult situations as well. What I want to say as well is that it's really important to stay calm and that we stay humble. It's just three games. We haven't done anything yet. And for me, one of the best things about these three games is that we still have so much to improve. We had moments in all of those games where we could do much better. In the first game against Palace, we were good for half an hour and then we let them back into the game. Then against Leicester, we started a bit slowly and at Bournemouth we let them into the game in the second half, so still we have a lot to improve. But we will improve. That's a good thing as well. We can get better. But we have to stay calm, keep working hard. As I've said many times, We have to play every game like it's a final, because in this league, you can never relax. You have to be at your sharpest in every moment, in every match, and that's what we'll try to do. It's nice to see us on top of the table though, especially as some of the big clubs have already dropped points. Again, it shows how tough this league is. All of the teams can create problems against anyone. Today's opponents have already shown that, getting a draw with Liverpool and not losing in the league yet this season. Fulham have got good players all over the pitch. It's a very strong team with a lot of individual qualities. Alexander Mitrovic is always dangerous in the box and they created a lot of problems for Liverpool. They too have got lots of confidence as a team, after a good start, but also coming off last season when they basically won all their games, so they're used to that. We have to be very sharp to beat them. When you talk of the strength of the Premier League, you see Bernd Leno now in goal for Fulham. That's an amazing signing for them. We know how good he is, and it will be great to see him back at the Emirates today. We wish him all the best there, but not today, of course. Against Bournemouth last Saturday, and for today's match, we're wearing black armbands, in memory of our long-serving head groundsman Steve Braddock, who recently passed away. Steve had been working at the club for over 35 years and was loved by so many. He was not only a very popular person, but was a leading figure around the world for pitch technology. I've been told that the pitches at Highbury were the best around, and this continued to Emirates Stadium and also at the training ground. Please join us in taking a moment to remember and show our appreciation for Steve before kick-off today. Our love and thoughts are with Steve's family and friends. Today we're back in front of you, our people. We feel strong at the Emirates, so let's keep it going. On behalf of the whole team, thanks for your support. Around Arsenal, Saka's century. Bukayo Saka brought up a special milestone in last weekend's win at Bournemouth, his 100th Premier League appearance. Having made his first team debut back in November 2018 during a Europa League game against Vosk La Poltava, 
Bukayo made his league bow on New Year's Day 2019 against Fulham as a late substitute, becoming the first player born in the 21st century to play in the division for us. The following season, after being handed a first league start against Aston Villa, Bukayo began to establish himself in the team. He made 26 league appearances in all that campaign, with a first top-flight goal arriving in July 2020 at Wolves. Bukayo missed just six games the following year and was a Premier League ever-present last term, featuring in all 38 games and hitting double figures for the first time in his career in the process. The England international has netted 17 times in the league, also contributing 15 assists. He is the second youngest player to play 100 times for us in the Premier League, behind only Cesc Fabregas and the 63rd overall for the Gunners. Congratulations, Bukeo. Arsenal, fantastic. William Saliba's superb strike against Bournemouth last weekend saw him become the 22nd French player to score for us in the Premier League era. Willow joins an iconic list including the following players. Thierry Henry, 175 goals. Oliver Giroud, 73 goals. Robert Pires, 62 goals. Alexandre Lacazette, 54 goals. Sylvian Wiltord, 31 goals. Patrick Vieira, 29 goals. Nicolas Anelka, 23 goals. Laurent Koscielny, 22 goals. Samir Nasri, 18 goals. Abu Diaby, 14 goals. William Gallas, 12 goals. Mathieu Flamini, 10 goals. Emmanuel Petit, 9 goals. Gilles Grimondi, 4 goals. Bakary Sagna, 4 goals. Pascal Signan, 3 goals. Michael Silvestre, 3 goals. Jeremy Aliaderi, 1 goal. Gael Clichy, 1 goal. Mathieu Debuchy, 1 goal. William Saliba, 1 goal. Sebastien Squillacci, 1 goal. In our 30-year Premier League history, 27% of the team's goals have been scored by French players. Ref Watch. This evening's referee is Jared Gillett from Australia. The 35-year-old is taking charge of his third Arsenal match. He officiated two of our matches in 2021-2022. Three nil victories over AFC Wimbledon in the League Cup and the three nil home win over Southampton in the Premier League. Mr Gillett was the man in the middle for five Fulham fixtures last term. Mikel's Milestone Mikel Arteta takes charge of his 100th Premier League match today. Our manager, who took charge of his first game in a 1-1 draw at Bournemouth on Boxing Day 2019, has won 52 of his first 99 matches. His full record is played 99, won 52, drawn 16, lost 31, goals for 157, goals against 110, mastermind of our great start to the season we head into today's match as the only team in the division with a 100% record congratulations Mikel let's celebrate with three points Steve Braddock 1964 to 2022 it is with deep regret that we report the death of our head groundsman Steve Braddock after a long illness born and bred an Arsenal fan Steve joined the club in August 1987 after a chance meeting with George Graham, 
who informed him that the club was looking for a new lead to be responsible for the pitch at Highbury. After getting the job, he set about creating a playing surface at Highbury that would be the envy of the footballing world, and he achieved exactly that. Under Steve's care, Arsenal's pitch at Highbury became the game's gold standard. He understood the art of repairing a pitch better than anyone in the game. Indeed, his skill and passion for groundskeeping earned him many individual accolades. Numerous Premier League Pitch of the Season awards, Turf's top influencer in 2019, and in 2020 he became only the second person in history to enter the Grounds Management Association's Hall of Fame. Typically, any awards that came Steve's way would be met with a self-effacing shrug followed by a few words praising those who allowed him to continue with his work at Arsenal, and how wonderfully talented the next generation of young groundskeepers he mentored were. Steve ensured the Highbury pitch was perfection for our final season at the stadium, but by then his role as head groundsman saw him dedicate most of his time to the 11 pitches at London Colney. Ensuring the pristine surfaces the players trained on during the week were an exact match for those they played on at the weekend. His dedication to the Arsenal pitches was truly remarkable. Every Arsenal colleague who knew Steve well has a story to tell about the great lengths he would go to guarantee the pitches could be at their very best. Always keen to discuss ideas with grounds teams from a whole range of sports, he knew that researching and embracing the latest technology and methodology could be beneficial to his playing services and to those who worked alongside him. He was also passionate about finding sustainable solutions through groundskeeping, showing a great interest in biofuels, for example. Not only was Steve a truly great groundsman, he was also a wonderful teacher and mentor. Many groundskeepers Steve has developed at the club over 30 years have progressed to the very pinnacle of their profession, all educated and still inspired by the best in the business. And Steve's mentor? He always said that after losing his parents at a young age, Arsene Wenger became a father figure and the pair enjoyed a wonderfully productive relationship, remaining very close until the end of Steve's life. As we emerge successfully into the bright new Premier League era, it's no understatement to say that one of the key characteristics associated with the era was that our pitch, be it at Highbury or Emirates, was perfection. The carpet, as it became known to many. This admirable aspect of our identity is because of Steve Braddock. He once said that when he went to his first ever match at Highbury as a boy, the one image that stuck in his memory wasn't the players or the crowd, but the beautiful grass. Steve dedicated his life to making sure our grass was always beautiful, for which we are eternally grateful. Our thoughts are with Steve's wife, Shook, their daughters, Jasmine and Lily, Steve's sisters, Janice and Susan, and all Steve's family and friends. Mikel and Arson pay tribute. The men's first team wore black armbands in Steve's memory at our match against Bournemouth last weekend and after the match Mikel Arteta, who benefited from Steve's amazing pitches as a player and now a manager, devoted the game to the unsung hero. I would like to dedicate this victory to Steve and his family, said Mikel, in his very first interview after the match. It was an honour to meet him, to meet the person, knowing how much he was loved at the football club. The legacy he is leaving is just tremendous and hopefully he can rest in peace and his family can all get through this.
Arsene Wenger and Steve enjoyed a very special relationship over three decades. The Frenchman was devastated to hear of the death of his friend, posting on Instagram, Our dear Steve passed away today. I am devastated. I admired and respected Steve hugely for his dedication, his competence and his unbelievable quality as a human being. He helped to move English football forward in his area and contributed a lot to our success. Steve fought with extreme courage until the last minute. Thank you for all you have done for us. My condolences to Shook, Jasmine and Lily. NMR Shirts for Young Role Models The No More Red initiative launched in January with Adidas to support the long-standing work being done by Arsenal in the community to keep young people safe from knife crime and youth violence. Within that, one of the aims was to spotlight the work of young people who have made a positive difference. And today we celebrate Aaron and Verona. Aaron is a boxing and MMA personal trainer who is part of the NMR Collective. He aspires to own his own gym and his training philosophy mixes intense workouts, fighting techniques and mindfulness. Aaron works with young people within his community and, through No More Red, we're working with Adidas to connect Aaron with boxing talent such as Anthony Yardi and trainer Tunde Ajay, who have provided tips and advice to help him in his future career. Verona is a Camden resident who has been involved in Arsenal in the community programmes for over six years. Having taken part in our girls' football programme and then completed a two-year BTEC course with us at the Arsenal Hub, Verona has since gone on to begin a career as an artist. Verona reflects her views on society through art and also designed the cover of our matchday programme for our Premier League match against Burnley last season. Those who have followed the No More Red campaign will recognise Verona from the launch last year and today we are recognising her achievements through awarding her a white shirt. Our very worthy recipients will receive their jerseys on the pitch before kick-off. Please give these inspirational young people a warm round of applause. Ben's Big Day, along with Alfie. We'd like to extend a warm welcome to this evening's mascots. Ben is a huge Arsenal fan and has travelled here today all the way from the Wirral with his granddad. His favourite players are Bukayo Saka, Martin Odegaard and Gabriel Jesus. Fulham's mascot today is Alfie. We hope both boys have a brilliant day at Emirates Stadium. Europa League draw. The draw for the group stage of the Europa League was made yesterday. Head to arsenal.com for details. The first match day is September 8th, with the group stage wrapping up on November 3rd. Notice board. Totalizer, £135. Happy 30th birthday, Carl Betty Hill. Enjoy your weekend celebrating in London. Love from all your friends and family. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Happy birthday, Dad, Grandad, Phil. The Long Life Gooner. Enjoy the day. Love Jack, Theo and all the family. Happy birthday, Sam Labib. From Mum, Dad and Sis. C-O-Y-G. Welcome to Irish Gunners, Finbar, Fadilla, Toby and Brana Rourke on their first family game at Emirates together today. Happy 18th birthday, Luke Pullen. Hope you have a fantastic day. Love mum, dad and Sam. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Happy 40th birthday, Amanda Lydon. Have a great weekend celebrating with all your friends and family. 
Hashtag ATID. Congratulations to Sarah and Jamie Shaw on the birth of beautiful twin daughters, Etta May and Lulu Rose on January 13th, 2022. Jack Ligas. We hope you enjoy the game today. Love Mum, Dad and George. Happy 30th, Jack. What a way to spend it. Love Tom, Becky, Mum, Dad, Nicole and Willow. Happy birthday to my dad, Phil. The reason I support Arsenal. Have an amazing day. Thank you for everything. Love, Peter. Wishing you a happy 18th birthday, Seb, from your one and only friend, Carrick. Happy 11th birthday, Jasper Simmons. Love from all your family. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Happy birthday, Peter Fallowfield. Love, Dad, Amy, Marie and Millie. Happy 40th birthday, Chris Darby. Have an amazing day. Love from your fiancé, Lisa. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Welcome to Ferdinand Spreitzhofer and his dad, Gunter, to their first visit at the Emirates. Enjoy the game. Happy 16th birthday, Joffa. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Harrison Cat, HC. Hope you enjoy the match and you're wearing your new shirt with pride. Love, Nana. Happy 70th birthday, Gary. All my love, Lorraine. Happy 18th birthday, Ben, and good luck at university. Love the Savs. Congratulations, Sam and Maddie, on your wedding. Wishing you many happy memories at the Arsenal together. Richard and Lee Ann. Arsenal remembers. David Pinch. Sadly passed away on July 17th, 2022. He took me to my first game in 1981 and we had some of our best times together in Highbury's West Upper. He supported in the truest sense and was always positive. Thanks for making me an Arsenal fan, Dad. From Owen. Mark Williams, a lifelong Arsenal supporter who had a season ticket for 20 years and travelled to many away matches, including Europe. He sadly died suddenly at the too young age of 64 and leaves his partner Kate and two boys, Jake 13 and Luke 17, who are both avid fans. Harry Townend, passed peacefully in his sleep aged 87. His grandson, Charlie 13, is taking up the baton as per his wishes and is now a season ticket holder. R.I.P. Grandad, Danny, Lisa, Harry and Charlie. John Owen, a lifelong Gooner and season ticket holder who recently passed away. I will miss our Arsenal days. Steve Hazell. Terry Crouch, 1954-2022, to loved and missed by his family. Daniel Munch, 1981-2022. Toronto-born Daniel was a devoted Gooner as a teenager growing up in Welling Garden City in the 1990s just a short train ride from his beloved Highbury. Even after emigrating to Edmonton, Alberta, he never forgot the exploits of his heroes, Ian Wright and Thierry Henry. Bukeo up for Copper Trophy. After impressing throughout 2021-2022, stroke Bukeo Saka has been nominated for France's Football Copper Trophy. Announced as part of the organisation's Ballon d'Or shortlisting, our young forward is in with a chance of claiming the trophy and being crowned the world's best under-21 player. Last season saw Bukeo score 11 goals in 38 Premier League games, scooping our Player of the Year award for a second consecutive year in the process. As part of the England side that reached the final of Euro 2020, 
he also helped the three Lions qualify for this winter's World Cup. Bukeo is one of ten nominees. Others include England teammate Jude Bellingham and his Borussia Dortmund teammate Karim Adeyemi. Bayern Munich duo Ryan Gravenberg and Jamal Musiala are also up for the award, as are Gavi, Barcelona, Eduardo Carnavinga, Real Madrid, Nuno Mendes, PSG, Josko Gavardiola, RB Leipzig and Florian Wirtz by Leverkusen. The winner will be announced in Paris on Monday, October 17th. Balogun's Reims record Valarin Balogun is enjoying a fine start to life in Liga 1. Our striker has become the first player in 47 years to score in his first three Reims appearances, after netting in matches against Marseille, Clermont and Strasbourg. Flo and his teammates host Lyon tomorrow. Keep an eye on Arsenal.com on Monday for a full loan watch to find out how he fared. Loan Gunners Good luck to Pablo Mari, Alex Runason, Salah Edina Ulad Mahand, Tom Smith and Brooke Norton Cuffey who have departed on season-long loans. Pablo, who joined us in January 2020, will spend his time with Syria R newcomers AC Monza. Alex has joined Turkish Super League side Alan Yaspur, while Salah Edina has moved to Hull City in the Championship. Young goalkeeper Tom will gain first-team experience with Bromley in the National League. Finally, young defender Brooke is spending this campaign on loan to Rotherham United of the Championship. Carabao Cup draw We have been drawn at home to Brighton and Hove Albion in the third round of the Carabao Cup. The match will take place at Emirates Stadium in the week beginning November 7th. Ticket news Home tickets Arsenal vs Aston Villa Premier League, Wednesday, August 31st, kick-off 7.30pm. This is a Category B fixture. Tickets are now on sale to Silver, Red, Cannon and Junior Gunner members via the Ticket Exchange service up until 4.30pm on Wednesday, August 31st. Arsenal vs Everton, Premier League, Sunday, September 11th, kick-off 2pm. This is a Category B fixture. Tickets are now on sale to Silver, Red, Cannon and Junior Gunner members. Arsenal vs Tottenham, Premier League, Saturday, October 1st, kick-off 12.30pm. This is a Category A fixture. Tickets are now on sale to Silver, Red, Cannon and Junior Gunner members. Arsenal vs Liverpool, Premier League, Sunday, October 9th, kick-off 4.30pm. This is a Category A fixture. Tickets are now on sale to Silver Red, Cannon and Junior Gunner members. Away tickets. Manchester United vs Arsenal, Old Trafford, Premier League, Saturday, September 4th, kick-off 4.30pm. This fixture is sold out to all Platinum, Gold and Current Travel Club members, 10 plus away points. Brentford vs Arsenal, Brentford Community Stadium. Premier League, Sunday, September 18th, kick-off 2pm. This fixture is sold out to all Platinum, Gold and Current Travel Club members, 40-plus away points. Sustainability
Arsenal's support in Bore, Kenya, hasn't just been about the 16,000 trees planted or 70 local people employed in the scheme. The club have also sponsored the local football team, Bore Lions Football Club, providing kit and equipment. The Lions were supported enthusiastically in the region and their association with the Gunners has very much made them role models in the region. As such, they often visit the local primary school, Bore Singwaya, to speak to the pupils, talking recently about the importance of training and working hard to achieve success in life. Sounds like a Bore Lions lesson we could all benefit from. Hear more from our Bore Lions over the course of the season. What are you doing? Whether your match day is travelling to Emirates, going to every away game, watching at your local pub, or waking up on the other side of the world in the middle of the night and stumbling down to your sofa, we want to hear how you've made match day more sustainable. And if we feature your story in the programme, we will plant 25 trees in our Arsenal Forest for you, with a certificate and GPS of your little bit of Arsenal in Africa. Helen Diak from Lindfield told us the following excellent story. Me and my children, Jesse, Jack and Luke, are silver members, junior gunners. But when we aren't watching at the Emirates, we also enjoy making our match days at home more sustainable by settling down with a fried egg sandwich, courtesy of our ex-battery hens in the garden. Chickens are the most sustainable pet, enthuses Helen. Their poo is great for fertiliser, they are a natural form of garden pest control and they'll eat our leftover veg not to mention the low food miles for our egg sandwich and giving them an extended new lease of life. We rescued ours from the British Hen Welfare Trust. Definitely feathers in your sustainable caps, Helen. Blooming brilliant. With such a huge decline in wildflower meadows across the country, our head gardener in the training ground, Andy Bath, decided to take matters into his own hands and create magnificent meadows up at London Colney. Not only do flowers provide beautiful and colourful surroundings for the Arsenal teams to enjoy in between hard training sessions, they also provide much-needed habitat for bees and other pollinators. Bees are recognised as being hugely beneficial to the countryside, for without them, plants would be unable to pollinate, a vital part in the life cycle of plants. The fabulous floral landscapes created by Mike and his dedicated team are amazing, including Arsenal red poppies that certainly show nature in all its glory. Remember, we can all grow flowers for our vital buzzing friends, regardless of how much space you have. A window box, or a little patch in the garden, or even a whole football pitch if you have one, can be used, and you know the bees will be delighted to visit and help use the pollen to make honey, as well as bring new flower life. Grow your own Carbon Link has already received lots of orders for trees from supporters wishing to add to the Arsenal Forest. Over 16,000 are now being planted. Thanks for getting involved. We want to expand our 12.5 acre area to make our forest as big as possible. There are three options to purchase trees. 
25 trees for £25, 50 for £50, 100 for £100. If you are concerned about your own carbon footprint, this is an excellent way of making a small, sustainable step in the right direction and also doing it in the name of the club you love. And what a unique gift for an Arsenal fan in your life. Scan the QR code on this page for more information on our project and details of how to be part of our forest. Net Zero Heroes Every programme we hear how a member of the Arsenal women's squad is thinking about sustainability. This issue we hear from Swiss central midfielder Leah Walti, whose fantastic commitment to sustainability shouldn't come as a surprise when you hear about her family's commitment to the cause. Sustainability is something I am very conscious of, says the skillful midfield fulcrum. For example, I always take my own reusable bags to shops to make sure I don't have to use any plastic bags and increase the plastic in circulation. Any plastic at home is always put in the correct recycling bins. I'm really careful about making sure everything possible is recycled. Leah's now lived away from Switzerland for nine years, firstly when playing in Germany and in England for the last four years with Arsenal. The detrimental effect of travel on the environment is something she and her family are acutely aware of. I'm very conscious of how bad for the environment car travel is, so I take the train wherever it is possible. This is something that is ingrained in me because growing up in Switzerland, the family didn't have a car. We took the train everywhere, and now even though it could be easier for my parents to get the plane over to London to see me, they will always take the train, as they are so conscious of their carbon footprint. What a wonderful family effort, Leah. Player feature. Inspirational Emile Smith-Rowe. We speak to our players about where they find their inspiration. Emile Smith-Rowe doesn't have to look far for inspiration. Inspirational figures are all around him and have been throughout his childhood too. That's because his main role models are his dad, the rest of his family and the players who have gone before him at Arsenal Football Club. In this exclusive interview, the England international midfielder tells us all about who he turns to for inspiration and how key figures have shaped his career to date. Emile joined the Hale End Academy at the age of 10, and from day one he was surrounded by aspirational and inspirational people, stories and examples as he progressed through the age ranks. Whether it was watching club legends in action for the first time, or seeing real-life examples of other Hale End graduates who had made it to the squad, Emile had no shortage of role models as he grew and developed in the early stages of his career. But it was closer to home where he found his main inspiration. Yes, that was always my dad, Emile begins. From a very young age, he always did absolutely everything he could for me to be able to play football. He always took me to the park behind our house with my older brother. So yes, definitely, he was a main inspiration for me and still is. And there is one particular occasion when Emile's dad, Les, was instrumental in keeping our talented young midfielder on the path to success. 
There was a point when I was 14 and I basically said to my dad that I didn't want to play football anymore, Emil recalls. It was after a game I told him I can't do this anymore. I don't know if it was the pressure or the criticism I was getting or what, but I remember being a bit overwhelmed with it all and I just said to him one day, I can't take this anymore, I want to stop. At the time, I just wasn't enjoying my football. I don't know exactly what it was. I remember coming home after a game for the under-14s, I think, and I said I'd had enough. Then I remember my dad talking me through it, reassuring me about stuff, and what he said made the difference. I had to think about what he told me for a couple of days, and then I was okay again. I don't think it was anything specific that he said to me, just the way he spoke to me and explained things. He's been everything for me in my career. My mum and my brother as well have been big, big parts of my career too. All of my family. I still live with my mum, so she helps me every day when I need it, but my dad used to play a bit of football too, so he could relate to how I was feeling. He helped me a lot. He never pressured me into anything. He actually said, it's your decision, it's your life, and he would support me in anything. He said nobody is ever going to force you to do anything. But I had a long hard think and realised there's nothing I would rather be doing. His dad, a keen amateur footballer in his youth, went to school with Ian Wright, so he had a very close example of someone who had what it takes to become a fan's favourite at this club. But Emil says that since guiding him through any bumps in the road, during his very early days as a player, his relationship with his dad has evolved to be more concerned with off-the-field matters now. Yeah, when I got that wobble when I was 14, I soon remembered how much I loved playing football, and that's what kept me going, really, he continues. I enjoyed being around my teammates, playing the games, and that's what would motivate me. That was when I needed my dad to really be there. But since I turned pro and made it into the first team, he hasn't had to say much more to me about that. I'm quite independent, and he's happy to leave it to me. He knew when I needed any words from him, but that relationship has changed since I've been older. I'm able to focus on myself when I'm on the pitch now. But Emil says they are no less close for it. It's really nice now. We don't often talk about football much, to be honest. It's more usual father-son stuff, and we talk about stuff away from football. We are still really close, we chat loads, but it's different now, I'm older, obviously. He always wanted the best for me growing up, encouraging me and helping me. But now I think that because I'm in the first team squad, and I've got the manager and coaches around to help me, that there's only so much he can do on that side now. He's let me grow up, and now he supports me in a different way. He's always there for me, but he leaves the football side of things to Arsenal. And that's where Emile's other inspirations come into the story, starting with somebody who has played in the Gunners midfield himself, Mikel Arteta. There is no shortage of people to listen to now, but obviously the gaffer is so important for me at this stage of my career, says Emile. I always listen to him and try to take in as much as I can. The impact he has on players is just ridiculous, the way he speaks to us. For someone who is not that experienced as a manager himself, it's crazy how well he can talk to the players and man managers. I know all of us young players appreciate him. He was in our position not too long ago. He knows all about what we are going through 
and you can tell that when you speak to him. The youngest manager in the league at 40 years old, Emil says Mikel is a positive, uplifting presence in the dressing room. It feels like he's always ready to put his arm round your shoulder, to always be there with positive and supportive words. He is always thinking about how you can improve, but he also likes to ask a lot of questions as well. He asks you about your thoughts on the game too, and understands your opinions. As I said, you can definitely tell he was a player himself when he speaks, and also when he joins in the sessions. He still got it, no doubt about it. Mikel first joined the club as a player back in August 2011, just a year after Emil himself joined the Hale End Academy. As is still the case now, back then the youth players got to watch the first team in action at the Emirates most weeks, and his current boss was one that he tried to learn from at a distance. Being an Arsenal fan, even before I joined, I used to watch people like Thierry Henry and all those legends, even though I was quite young myself at the time. But then I remember watching Mikel Arteta play for us as well. I was about 13, I think, when he was captain, and I just remember how composed he was as a player. That was right in the middle of Emile's journey through the age groups at Hale End, and he says those types of players were often held up as examples to follow. When we were there, the coaches would definitely tell us about what could happen later in our career. There were always pictures up on the walls of players who had made it into the team. People like Jack Wilshere were always around, and it was really good to see that as a young player. We saw it was possible for us to do the same. All the young players would motivate each other, and it's similar now in the first team. My teammates are always a big help. We have a good feeling here, and I love having these guys around me. In the squad, I'm probably closest to B, Bukayo, and Eddie, Ben, and Aaron too. All the young players hang around together and get on well. We've got a lot in common, and most of the time it just feels like I'm chilling with my friends, similar to when I was at Hale End. Emil and another of his Hale End graduates, Bukayo Saka, came face-to-face with two of their inspirational idols late last season. Following our win over Leeds United at the Emirates in May, Dennis Bergkamp and Thierry Henry came pitchside to chat to the two youngsters. That was crazy, Emile says with a grin. It was my first time meeting Dennis Bergkamp. I couldn't believe it. Just to have them both there was crazy. Me and B had a good chat with them, asking what it was like at the club back then, and they were telling us to keep going and that they believed in us. It was amazing. A fun chat. The subject of squad numbers came up, with Emil now sporting the number 10 shirt that Bergkamp wore with such distinction for 11 seasons. From being inspired by these heroes of the past himself, our Croydon-born midfielder is now inspiring a whole new generation. It's crazy to think too much about it, really, he admits, that there are kids out there now wearing my name and number on their shirt. I would never have thought when I was a kid that one day I'd be wearing the number 10 shirt. It's surreal, to be honest. It's pressure as well, but I like it. It's a good pressure. It's pressure to perform, definitely. Obviously, that shirt holds a lot of weight of the players who have worn it before me, but I enjoy that. Eddie's got it as well this season, wearing 14, and we always joke and chat about that. But I'm really happy for him. He deserves that, and I'm sure he will score goals in that shirt. Stars of the past inspiring stars of the present, who in turn inspire the next generation of hopefuls. 
Emil is right in the midst of that virtuous cycle now, and you sense he's loving every moment. Community Voice Project Young Leaders Program Established 2021 Participants since starting 12 Weekly participants 12 Sessions Thursdays 3pm to 5pm Arsenal Hub Available to Young people that want to develop their leadership skills and have a passion in helping other young people and their community More information Ashley King, a king at arsenal.co.uk. Mayoa is a 15-year-old from Hackney. He is a participant in the Premier League Cakes Young Leaders Programme based at Evelyn Court in Hoxton. I was introduced to the project by an Arsenal coach, Ashley. He informed me about opportunities and projects with Arsenal, so I decided to come to them. The first time I came, I was quite anxious but I had friends with me, so I didn't feel isolated and found that I could also meet new friends. I have now done a one-week work experience, participating in Arsenal Cakes sessions and football competitions. I'm also currently involved in the Rocky Seven and Young Leaders programmes. Throughout, I have made new friends and also made connections with some of the coaching staff, which has been amazing. I have worked with Ashley for quite a while and he has introduced me to a lot of new activities and people like Beverly and Dave when I was doing work experience and they helped me view Arsenal as not only a football team but helping other people in the community. They really changed my view of the club. Being part of this programme has made me feel comfortable and be more positive and help me grow in confidence while coaching younger people and older. I have learned to be patient, and also learned that being a coach is very difficult, and you need to be all ears when dealing with younger kids. I have especially developed self-control and listening to others' opinions. It has surprised me that Arsenal isn't all about football. In work experience, I learned Arsenal work with a charity called FFT, Freedom from Torture. This is a charity that helps refugees and others that have fled their country due to war, and Arsenal provides football as a way of therapy. Being part of Arsenal really means a lot, to be honest. Being a part of one of the biggest clubs in the world, having the opportunities that not many people have, is exciting. If you get the opportunity to be part of Arsenal in the community, I would say... Go for it. You will have fun and also make connections as there may be someone there to help you. It has changed my ways and views of some of the jobs that I thought were easy, but now I know there is a lot of things behind Arsenal. I also feel fortunate the younger kids now look up to me and ask if they need help or anything like that. It has changed my view of society as a whole. There are two photographs with this article. The main one has the caption, Mayoa is proud to be associated with the Gunners. And the smaller one, involved in a coaching session with youngsters. Arsenal Women 
Heroes welcome. Continental champions Leah Williamson, Beth Mead, Lot Vuben Moy and Raphael Souza received a heartfelt Heroes welcome upon their return to London Colney for pre-season training. The welcome party included our men's and women's first teams, managers Jonas Eideval and Mikel Arteta, the training staff, childhood coaches and a host of advocates from the women's football community. Leah captained England's Lionesses to a historic win at the UEFA Euro 2022 in front of a record-breaking 87,000-strong crowd at Wembley while Raphael led Brazil to Copa America Feminina victory. Mead set the Euros on fire, winning both the player of the tournament and golden boot after scoring six times and providing a further five assists. Lot, another member of the 23-woman squad that finally brought football home, was also the driving force behind the Lioness's public letter advocating for an ongoing Euros legacy that allows all schoolgirls the opportunity to play football. Our internationals are set to face each other next February in the inaugural women's finalissima. The quartet are set to be back in Arsenal colours when our women's Super League season kicks off on September 1st, away at Manchester City. Welcome, Lena. As Arsenal women fans will now no doubt be aware, we've bolstered our front line with the signing of Sweden international Lena Hurtig from Italian champions Juventus. The 26-year-old began her senior career with Gustav Skoif before joining Yumie IK in 2012. A move to Linkoping's football club followed in 2017, with Lena helping the team to the 2017 Damal title. Lena swapped Sweden for Italy in 2020 with a move to Serie A champions Juventus, where she won two league titles, two Italian Super Cups and one Coppa Italia during her time in Turin. She made her full Sweden debut back in 2014 and has since won a total of 58 caps, scoring 19 goals for her country. It feels so great. I'm very happy to be here said Lena after signing her contract. I've always wanted to play in England and I've always been interested in English football, so it's super exciting for me to be here. I know Arsenal are a great club with great players and lots of quality, so I think I will enjoy it here. Head coach Jonas Eideval added, Lena is an excellent forward who will bring power and dynamism to our game. She has shone in the Champions League and international tournaments and we are delighted that she will be lining up for Arsenal moving forward. Head of women's football, Claire Wheatley, said, Lena was a key target for us this summer, so we are pleased to have completed this signing. She is exactly the right profile of player for Arsenal and will add quality and experience to our squad. Beth and Viv for Ballon d'Or? Beth Mead and Viviane Miedema have been shortlisted for the 2022 Ballon d'Or Feminine. Our forwards are two of 20 players on the 2021-22 shortlist, following immense seasons for both club and country. Beth earned her nomination, her first for this award, after scoring 11 women's Super League goals, assisting eight and setting up a staggering 72 chances for teammates. 
Golden Boot and Player of the Tournament winner at Women's Euro 2022, Beth was instrumental in helping the Lionesses to win their first major honour. Meanwhile, this is Viv's third Ballon d'Or nomination. She had another stellar season with 14 Women's Super League goals and 8 assists and was our top goalscorer for the fourth year running. The full shortlist is as follows. Viviane Miedema, Beth Mead, Selma Bacher, Fridolina Rolfo, Lucy Bronze, Sam Kerr, Christiane Endler, Lina Oberdorf, Cadidiato Diani, Katerina Macario, Alexia Putellas, Alexandra Pop, Atlana Bonmati, Wendy Renard, Alex Morgan, Asisat Oshoala, Marie Antoinette Catato, Millie Bright, Trinity Rodman. Beth's exceptional form this year also led to her being named on the three women shortlist for the UEFA Women's Player of the Year. Beth is up against Barcelona forward Alexia Putellas and Wolfsburg midfielder Lena Oberdorf. Leah Williamson ranked seventh in the wider list of nominees. The winner of the award was announced on Thursday after these pages went to print. Head to arsenal.com to find out how Beth fared. Women's Super League fixtures announced. The Women's Super League fixtures have now been announced as Arsenal aim to go one better than last season and regain the title from Chelsea. September 10th-11th Manchester City, 17th-18th Brighton and Hove Albion, home, 24th-25th Tottenham Hotspur, home, October 15th-16th Reading, 22nd-23rd Liverpool, 29th-30th West Ham United, home, November 5th-6th Leicester City, 19th-20th Manchester United, home, December 3rd and 4th, Everton, home, 10th, 11th, Aston Villa. January, 14th, 15th, Chelsea, home, 21st, 22nd, Brighton and Hove Albion. February, 4th and 5th, West Ham United. March, 4th and 5th, Liverpool, home, 11th and 12th, Reading, home, 25th and 26th, Tottenham Hotspur. April, 1st and 2nd, Manchester City, home, 22nd and 23rd, Manchester United, 29th-30th, Everton. May, 6th-7th, Leicester City, home, 20th-21st, Chelsea, 27th-28th, Aston Villa, home. Further details on dates and kick-off times will be provided in due course, together with confirmation of the games to be played at Emirates Stadium. Dates will also be forthcoming for our Champions League fixtures, Continental Cup and FA Cup matches. Stay close to arsenal.com for all the details. Academy Young Gun Mikhail Rosiak The Basics Born Bialogard, Poland October 12, 2005. Joined Arsenal, May 2018. Height and weight, 5 foot 11 inches, 72 kilogram. Position, defence stroke midfield. Boots, Adidas X. School, Kelm Scott, Walthamstow. Squad number, 110. 
Rate yourself out of 100. Pace, 85. Dribbling, 75. Passing, 90. Shooting, 90. Defending, 77. Physical, 81. The past. Favourite Arsenal player of all time. Patrick Vieira. Earliest Arsenal memory. The Invincible season. Favourite goal I've scored against Southampton away. Football memory that makes me smile. Scoring at Everton in the worst win possible. Moment I realised I could make it. Getting an early scholarship to London Colney. One piece of advice I would give my younger self. Be more confident. Best subject at school. Maths. Player who made me fall in love with football. Ronaldinho. My position growing up. Striker. Coach who has impacted my game most. My first coach who gave me my first pair of boots. Most clutch moments so far. Getting an assist against Crystal Palace. The present. Favourite rising baller. Carnavinga. Best attribute on the field. Long passing. One thing I'm doing to improve my education. Doing my homework on time. Favourite current Arsenal player. Emil Smith-Rowe. Favourite YouTuber. Danny Arons. Hardest working teammate. Myself. Most skillful teammate. Omari Benjamin. Favourite training drill. Shooting or free kicks. Favourite music artist. Trake. My earliest memory of playing football growing up is when I was around five or six. I was with my dad and one of his friends and they would throw the ball to me and I would have to kick it in the goal. It was little moments like that which got me into football in the first place. We were living in a small village in Poland with a little stadium that the local team used to use and it was always easy for us to go and play on that pitch. Growing up, I always supported Arsenal. I was about seven or eight years old when I started playing for my first local team. It was a small Polish team called Glaz Tykow in my hometown in the northwest part of Poland, right near the sea. I moved from Poland to England in 2016 when I was 10 years old. When it came to getting scouted by Arsenal, all I can remember from the day is going to a football tournament with my school. We were playing at Cobham, Chelsea's training ground, and the scout asked my mum for my number after the tournament. When I walked into Hale End for the first time, it was absolutely amazing. I couldn't have been more proud of myself to have got there. I made my Arsenal debut at under-11 level, and it was special in more than one way, because I didn't actually wear the Arsenal kit. We were playing away against West Brom, and we forgot our kit. We had to wear some old West Brom kit that they found for us on the day. I'm not sure how the kit man forgot to bring our kit, but we didn't have anything to play in at all. Then all of a sudden we're wearing this white and yellow West Brom kit. It wasn't great, but at least we won the game. I think it was 5-1 or 6-1, and I scored two goals, and one of them was from the halfway line, so I'll never forget that. Playing up the age groups was always a big achievement for me at Hale End. I remember one time with the under-14s, I jumped all the way up to play with the under-16s. Those moments and when I got an early scholarship definitely stand out as my proudest achievement so far. I would say my versatility is a strong part of my game. I am comfortable playing anywhere across the back line, but I would say that my preferred position is central midfield. 
I'm hard-working, I'll run around a lot, and I just like to be controlling things in the middle of the park for us and building up the momentum of the team. A part of my game I was working a lot on in pre-season was my free kicks, and I'm still working hard on them with the coaches now. I want to be the free kick taker for the under-18s. I was the free kick taker in the early age groups and scored a fair few of them. Amari Benjamin takes them right now, though. I have a good understanding on the pitch with all the boys, but I especially like linking up with Miles Lewis Skelly. We definitely play well together. I can rely on him when he plays in midfield with me. I know he's there behind me or beside me. This season I've set myself the challenge of starting some games for the under-21s and I want to train with the first team too. Speaking of the first team, I definitely look up to Emile Smith-Rowe. The way he carries the ball is brilliant. It's just so hard to get the ball off him. It definitely gives me added motivation to work hard whenever I see Emile Bukeo Saka or any of the other Hale End graduates score, get an assist or make a big impression on a match for the first team. It's been amazing working with Jack since he joined us. He gives us all those little tips that he's got from his experience in the past and is always passing it on to me and the boys. I'm really lucky that he played in the same position as me. I've had specific conversations with Jack about the art of being a midfielder. One conversation in particular was about playing in the shadow of the striker when they're pressing with the number 10 and coming out when the ball is travelling to one of the centre-backs. It was really insightful. What I would really like to achieve this season is to win the FA Youth Cup. Obviously, Arsenal has a good history in the competition and Jack has won it before, so it would be great to follow in his footsteps and lift that trophy. Strong young gunners are sustainable gunners. Tell us one thing you're doing to help the environment. Using my refillable water bottle. The future. A player who could go all the way. A Mario Cozier Dubry. If I could play with anyone, Ronaldo. I will be happy with my career if I played in the World Cup. I want to make a difference by making the most of my potential. One thing I want to add to my game. Goals. If I could get a degree in anything, I would choose business. I would be a better player if I could play better with my weaker foot. If I could play in any other country, Germany. One person I want to meet, Ronaldo. One trophy I would love to win, Champions League. My dream first team squad number, 20. Around the academy, great start for under-21s. Our under-21s continued their fine start to the season as they edged a five-goal thriller against West Ham United at Rush Green Stadium on Friday, August 12th, with summer signing Marquinhos grabbing two goals. The Brazilian forward netted twice before the interval, with James Olayinka grabbing the all-important third after the restart, and we made it two wins from two in Premier League 2. Five days later, we made it three wins on the spin, with a 2-1 win over Swansea City at Meadow Park in our opening Premier League Cup fixture. Emile Smith-Rowe, Cedric and new signing Fabio Vieira were all involved from the start in a strong-looking lineup named by Mehmet Ali. But it was the visitors who struck the first blow. 
Josh Thomas capitalised on an error at the back and took the ball past James Hilson to roll it into the empty net. We responded almost instantly after falling behind, equalising through Joel Idaho after a clever through ball from Lino Sousa found our winger in space, who showed real composure to evade two defenders before finishing low. Cedric gave us the lead with a real moment of quality, stepping up to a free kick from all of 25 yards out and finding the top corner. Swansea ended the match with 10 men after Joe Thomas was shown a straight red card for an excessive challenge on Sousa. We held out to get three points on the board in our opening match of the group stages. For the under-18s, Jack Wilshere took charge of his first game as head coach on Saturday August 13th and watched on as we fell to a narrow 1-0 defeat at the hands of Chelsea at London Colney. Leo Castledine netted the only goal for the Blues after five minutes, and despite plenty of pressure from our young gunners, especially in the closing stages, we couldn't get the goal to secure a point that our play more than deserved. Premier League Cup fixtures confirmed. After getting off to a winning start in the Premier League Cup against Swansea City, our under-21s will be hoping to enjoy similar success in their remaining group games. Mehmet Ali's side have been pitted against tough opposition, which will see them face Stoke City and Burnley, before travelling away to face Swansea in the reverse fixture. The full fixture list is as below. Burnley vs Arsenal at Lancashire FA, Friday, September 23rd, kickoff 7pm. Arsenal vs Stoke City at Meadow Park, November 19th, kickoff 1pm. Swansea City vs Arsenal at Landor Academy, Saturday, November 26th, kickoff 2pm. Arsenal vs Burnley at Meadow Park, Friday, December 9th, kickoff 7pm. Stoke City vs Arsenal at St George's Park, Sunday, December 18th, kickoff 3pm. Lone move for young star. In the Leicester programme, we reported that Brooke Norton Cuffey had signed a new professional contract. Well, now he's earned a championship loan move. Brooke enjoyed a breakthrough campaign last season after joining Lincoln City on loan in January, where he became a regular for the League One side. It wasn't just on the domestic stage where Brooke shone, but he was also a key part of the England side that won the Under-19 European Championships in the summer. Brooke will now make the step up to regular championship football as he spends this season on loan with Rotherham United. EFL Trophy in the Sights Our young gunners will kick off their Papa John's Trophy campaign away to Cambridge United this Tuesday, August 30th. Our run in the competition was a memorable one last season when we reached the quarter-final stage under Kevin Betsy becoming the first academy side in the competition's history to do so. Mehmet Ali's men will be hoping to go all the way this season, but face stern opposition in Cambridge United, Northampton Town and Ipswich Town, who we beat on penalties in the knockout stages last season. Visitors, Fulham. 30 years of the Premier League. Games 573, wins 163, losses 254, goals 636, goals conceded 835, seasons in the Premier League 16, highest position 7th 2008-2009, lowest position 19th 2013-14 stroke and 2018-19. stroke Finished in the top half four times. Most appearances, Breda Hangerland, 217.
Most goals. Clint Dempsey, 50. Fulham visit Emirates Stadium this evening in buoyant mood after claiming their first victory of the season last Saturday at home to Brentford with a last-minute winner from star striker Alexander Mitrovic. That dramatic 3-2 success followed creditable draws from Marco Silva's newly promoted side at home to Liverpool 2-2 and away to Wolves 0-0. They will be eager to maintain their unbeaten start today against the table-topping Gunners. Remarkably, Fulham have gone 24 London derbies in the Premier League without a win, losing 19 of them, until their Serbian hitman sent Craven Cottage wild with his late header last weekend. The club's fans have just one wish for this season, and that is for their team to make it third time lucky and maintain their top-flight status for a second successive season after relegation marred their two previous Premier League campaigns in 2018-19 and 2020-21. The Cottagers have swapped divisions in each of the last five summers, coming through the Championship playoffs in 2017-18 and 2019-20 before finishing on top of the pile last season in their first season under new boss Silva with 106 goals, 43 of them scored by the irrepressible Mitrovic and 90 points, two more than second-place Bournemouth, the team led by former boss Scott Parker. Fulham led the championship race for most of the season, remaining unmoved after a scintillating start to 2022 when they scored 19 goals in their first three matches. Most of the players prominent in securing promotion have been retained, with the notable exception of young Portuguese midfield supremo Fabio Carvalho, sold to Liverpool, while significant reinforcements have also been made in the shape of Jao Palhina, Andreas Pereira, Kevin Mabal, Issa Diop and the ex-Arsenal keeper Bernd Leno. Of course, the Premier League season is only three games old and anything can happen between now and next May. Indeed, Israeli winger Manor Solomon, an exciting new loan signing from Shakhtar Donetsk, has already been ruled out with a long-term knee injury. But the early signs are encouraging that Fulham have what it takes to not only stay up, but also make 2022-2023 like 2021-2022, a season to remember. The boss, Marco Silva, head coach, born 12th of July 1977, Lisbon, Portugal. Previously, Estoril, 2014 Sporting Lisbon 2014 stroke 15 Olympiacos 2015 stroke 16 Hull 2017 Watford 2017 stroke 18 Everton 2018 stroke 19 Fulham became the fourth English club on Marco's managerial CV when he replaced Scott Parker in 2021 the 45-year-old experienced mixed fortunes with Hull, Watford and Everton. But after 18 months out of the game, Fulham entrusted him with the task of getting them back in the top flight, and the gamble paid off, as they won the championship in style, enabling the Lisbon native to add another trophy to his collection following a 2014-15 Portuguese Cup win with Sporting 
and a 2015-16 Greek title triumph with Olympiakos. Number 9. The Danger Man. Alexander Mitrovic. Forward. Born. Smederevo, Serbia. 16th of September 1994. Previously. Teleoptic. Partizan Belgrade. Andelect. Newcastle. A classic old-school centre-forward of strength, aerial dominance and goal-scoring prowess. Alexander first joined Fulham on loan from Newcastle in February 2018 before signing permanently six months later. The 27-year-old has a remarkable goal-scoring record in the Championship, scoring 81 goals in that division for the Cottagers, including a record-breaking 43 last term, and is now eager to impose himself in the Premier League. Serbia's all-time record marksman with 46 goals in 74 appearances He's a potential star of this year's World Cup. Number 13. The Lynchpin. Tim Ream. Defender. Born. St. Louis, USA. 5th of October 1987. Previously. Chicago Fire. New York Red Bulls. Bolton. USA international Tim has been a Fulham player since 2015 when he joined from Bolton, racking up over 250 appearances for the club. He started all 46 of the Cottagers' games in their championship-winning campaign last term and, with club captain Tom Canney on the bench, has skippered the team in their first three Premier League games this term. The Missouri native has won 46 caps for his country, though was largely overlooked for the team's successful 2022 World Cup campaign. Number 17. The ex-gunner. Bernd Leno. Goalkeeper. Born Bietigheim, Bissingen, Germany, 4th of March 1992. Previously Stuttgart, Bayer Leverkusen, Arsenal. Arsenal's first choice goalkeeper for three seasons after joining the club from Bundesliga side Bayer Leverkusen in 2018. Bernd lost his place to Aaron Ramsdale in 2021-22 and decided to seek past his new in the summer joining Fulham on a three-year contract earlier this month. He made 125 appearances in all competitions for the Gunners and made his debut for the West Londoners, replacing Marek Rodak against Brentford last weekend. The 30-year-old has been capped nine times by Germany. Number 26. The new schemer, Jao Palhinha, midfielder, born Lisbon, Portugal. 9th of July 1995. Previously, Sporting Lisbon, Morirense, loan, Belenizes, loan, Braga, loan. At 27 years of age, Jao is a relative latecomer to the big time, but his meteoric rise over the past couple of years has led to a Portuguese league title with Sporting, a place in Portugal's national side, and since this summer, a move to the Premier League with Fulham paying £20 million for his services in July. A do-it-all midfielder of graft and craft, he scored his first Fulham goal with a header in last Saturday's 3-2 win against Brentford. Number 6. The Engine Room. Harrison Reed, midfielder. Born, Worthing, 27th of January 1995. Previously, Southampton, Norwich, Lone, Blackburn, Lone. A South Coast native, Harrison began his professional career with Southampton, 
but struggled to make the grade at St Mary's and was sent out on loan to championship clubs Norwich and Blackburn, where he impressed, before doing likewise in Fulham's 2019-20 promotion-winning campaign. A permanent deal followed for the ex-England Youth International and he has since become a midfield mainstay, impressing repeatedly in last season's championship triumph, though he is still seeking his first Fulham goal. Number 18. The Belgian-Brazilian, Andreas Pierre, midfielder, born Puffel, Belgium, 1st of January 1996. Previously, Manchester United, Granada, loan, Valencia, loan, Lazio, loan, Flamengo, loan. Born in Belgium to a Brazilian father, also a professional footballer, Andreas played youth football for both countries before making his senior debut for Brazil in 2018. He joined Manchester United's academy in 2011 and eventually graduated to the first team but never nailed down a first team place at Old Trafford, despite encouraging loan spells in Spain, Italy and Brazil, and finally left for Fulham this summer in a four-year deal. He was voted man of the match in last week's win against Brentford. Number 2. The right-back. Kenny Tete. Defender. Born Amsterdam, Netherlands. 9th of October 1995. Previously Ajax, Lyon. A Netherlands international since 2015, Kenny joined Fulham from Lyon in September 2020. Injured shortly after his arrival, he subsequently became the club's first choice right back in the Premier League, though he made just 15 championship starts last term in competition with Loney, Nico Williams and has new signing Kevin Mabau to contend with this term. The native Amsterdammer came through the celebrated Ajax Academy and helped the senior side reach the 2016-17 Europa League final, which they lost to Manchester United. Number 33. The left-back. Anthony Robinson. Defender. Born Milton Keynes. 8th of August 1997. Previously, Everton, Bolton, Lone, Wigan. Born in England, Anthony plays international football for the United States and was an integral member of the team's successful qualifying campaign for the 2022 World Cup, playing in 13 of their 14 games, and scoring two goals. He has been a Fulham player since August 2020 when he joined from Wigan and has become an exciting left-back, winning a place in last season's EFL Championship Team of the Season and impressing on each of his first three Premier League starts this term. Scouting Report Words Michael Cox Photography Getty Images After their previous two attempts at staying in the top flight ended in relegation, it feels like Fulham are much better prepared for life in the Premier League this time around. Marco Silva's positive philosophy, combined with a consistent shape and some careful summer recruitment, means Fulham have collected five points from their first three matches. With better finishing and a touch of fortune, they could have won all three games. This Fulham side is unashamedly based around the goal-scoring of Alexander Mitrovic, a classic number nine and Serbia's all-time top goalscorer. He risked falling into the bracket of too good for the championship, not good enough for the Premier League. 
His first two full top-flight campaigns with Fulham brought goal returns of 11 and 3, while his two second-tier campaigns ended with hauls of 26 and 43. But Mitrovic looks a different player under Silva, more mobile and more involved in link play. Clearly, Silva's attacking philosophy suits him better, as Fulham get the ball into the final third more and put crosses into the box. His goals against Liverpool and Brentford have been very similar. Towering over the full-back at the far post to head home, a right-wing cross. He's also created goals by outwitting Virgil van Dijk and then Pontus Janssen when drifting into the left channel. Mitrovic is supported most closely by Andreas Piera, a tricky player in tight space and an excellent set-piece taker, although he rarely gets himself onto the score sheet. Bobby de Cova-Reed is always lively and capable of timing his runs into goal-scoring positions, while Niskens Cabano is the first choice down the right. He's one of a few players who has previously been used regularly in the championship and then overlooked after Fulham have achieved promotion, but Silva is giving him a chance. In his absence, teenager Jay Stansfield debuted against Brentford last weekend and was bright before tiring in the second half. In the centre of midfield, Jao Palhina looks one of the signings of the summer. A physical commanding midfielder who also offers a threat at set pieces, nodding home against Brentford last weekend. He plays alongside Harrison Reed, a midfield terrier and a careful passer. It's notable that Fulham's four-man defence were all around for their last attempt at Premier League survival. Left-back Anthony Robinson dealt well with Mohamed Salah on the opening weekend and can push forward dangerously on the overlap, while Kenny Tete is a solid operator down the right. He was replaced by Switzerland international Kevin Mabau midway through the second half last week and Mabau assisted the winner, so could be in line for a start here. In the middle, Tim Ream is happy to get his head on any aerial ball while Tozin Adara Bioyo plays a calm role alongside him, often sweeping up intelligently. In goal, there will be an Emirates return for Bernd Leno, who has been installed as number one ahead of Marek Rodak. Extra detail. Alexandra Mitrovic fired in more shots, 15, than any other player across the opening three matches of this season's Premier League, more than half of which came against Brentford last time out. Match action. Premier League, Saturday, August 13th, 2022. 3 pm, Emirates Stadium. Arsenal 4, Leicester City 2. Timeline 23 minutes. Jesus finds the top corner with an impressive chip. 35. Jesus heads the second at the far post. 53. Saliba nods past Ramsdale for an own goal. 55. Jesus sets up Xhaka from close range. 74. Madison drives home a low shot. 75. Martinelli fires home from 20 yards. Facts. Gabriel Jesus became the first Arsenal player to score twice on his Premier League home debut. Jesus became the first Arsenal player to be directly involved in four goals in a Premier League fixture since Alexis Sanchez against West Ham in December 2016. 
Gabriel Martinelli has scored in three consecutive Premier League matches for the first time in his career. Match action. Bournemouth versus Arsenal. Bournemouth nil, Arsenal 3. Odegaard, 5th minute and 11th minute. Saliba, 54th minute. Saturday, August 20th, 2022. Vitality Stadium. Timeline. 8th minute. Odegaard sweeps home from Martinelli's cutback from close range. 11th minute. Odegaard curls home from inside the area. 54th minute. Saliba scores his first Arsenal goal in style, finding the top corner with a sublime left-foot effort. 72nd minute. A VAR intervention sees Jesus's clever finish ruled out for a tight offside. Facts. William Saliba became the 22nd French player to score for Arsenal in the Premier League. We've won our first three Premier League matches of the season for the first time since 2004-2005. No player has provided more Premier League assists this season than Gabriel Jesus. 3. Alexander Zinchenko on William Saliba It looks like this guy has got a lot of experience in the bag, but he's still so young. Fingers crossed, we've got an unbelievable centre-back. He's such a nice guy, and he deserves this. Teams. Teams. For Arsenal, manager Mikel Arteta. Shirt, red with white sleeves. Shorts, white. Socks, red. 1. Aaron Ramsdale, goalkeeper. 2. Hector Bellerin. 3. Kieran Tierney. 4. Ben White. 5. Thomas Partey. 6. Gabriel Magalhães. 7. Bokeo Saka. 8. Martin Odegaard. 9. Gabriel Jesus. 10. Emil Smith Rowe. 11. Gabriel Martinelli. 12. William Saliba. 13. Alex Renasson, goalkeeper. 14. Edian Keetier. 15. Ainsley Maitland Isles. 16. Rob Holding. 17. Cedric Suarez. 18. Takahiro Tomiyasu. 19. Nicolas Pepe, 21, Fabio Vieira, 22, Pablo Mari, 23, Albert Sambi Lokonga, 24, Rhys Nelson, 25, Mohamed Elneny, 27, Marquinhos, 30, Matt Turner, goalkeeper, 34, Granit Xhaka, 35, Alexandra Zinchenko, for Fulham, manager Marco Silva, shirt blue, shorts blue, Socks blue. 1. Marek Rodak, goalkeeper. 2. Kenny Tater. 4. Tosin Adiribioyo. 5. Shane Duffy. 6. Harrison Reed. 7. Niskins Cabano. 8. Harry Wilson. 9. Alexander Mitrovic. 10. Tom Kearney. 11. Manor Solomon. 12. Nathaniel Chalabar. 13. Tim Reen. 14. Bobby de Cordova Reed. 17. Bernd Leno, goalkeeper. 18. Andreas Pereira. 19. Rodrigo Muniz. 22. Paolo Gazzaniga, goalkeeper. 23. Joe Bryan. 26. Joe Paulinho. 
27. Kevin Mbabu, 31. Issa Diop, 33. Anthony Robinson, 35. Therese Francois, 38. Luke Harris, 65. Jay Stansfield. Referee, Jard Killett. Assistant Referees, Simon Long, Richard West. Fourth Official, Thomas Bramall. VAR Official, Michael Oliver. Additional VAR Official, Lee Betts. Today's other fixtures, 3pm unless stated. Southampton vs Manchester United, 12.30pm. Brentford vs Everton. Brighton and Hove Albion vs Leeds United. Chelsea vs Leicester City. Liverpool vs Bournemouth. Manchester City vs Crystal Palace. No room for racism. The Arsenal Foundation, helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport. It's time to step up your cyber protection. Get hashtag CyberFit with Acronis. Acronis, official partner of Arsenal. Adidas.com slash Arsenal. Where we belong. No room for racism anywhere. Arsenal and the rest of the Premier League will not tolerate racism anywhere. And we are taking action to combat all forms of discrimination. But we can all do more. Challenge it, report it, change it, and together we can make a positive impact. Visit premierleague.com forward slash no room for racism to find out more. Hashtag no room for racism. Challenge it, report it, change it. Premier League. Awesome. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.